Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 216. I'm your host, Alejandro Oveda. You have now pushed play to another blazing week, and this week was almost like a comeback week for me. After a couple of weeks of bad news, you know, being in just a bad spot uh, this past weekend was all about celebrating. My wife and I celebrated our fifth year anniversary of marriage, and I just have to say the time has flown by. I have been, you know, incredibly grateful to have some great family, but it's also great to have a family that supports me and pushes me uh, to keep dreaming. And that's exactly what my wife does every day. She allows me to be myself. She allows me to put uh, my work ahead of a lot of other things, you know, and, and the support goes a long way. Uh, but we, we were talking over the weekend and reminiscing about just all the years we've been together, you know, we've known each other has to be since high school. So since 2005, at least. Um, and then we've been, you know, we dated for about 12 years and then we were engaged for about six and or four. I, I forget how long we we're engaged, maybe three, three years. And then we got married and now we're married for five years. So We've known each other for a long time and just being able to express to each other how we feel, um, especially like last week, you know, we, we both depended on each other uh, just for that moral support, just to uh, bring each other up and, and, and just allow each other to be themselves. You know, that that's something that we both really care about in our relationship and something that we really uh, hold close to ourselves. But also this weekend, we celebrated Easter. Like I said, with the family, you know, we, uh, I love going to my parent, my uh, in-laws house uh, where they end up making all the great, uh, a great meal, uh, ham, it's like a brown sugared ham, uh, hash brown casserole, uh, strawberry shortcakes. I mean, I, I'm always excited to eat over there. They, they eat very well on holidays. And especially on Easter, it's just great to, to be able to celebrate. But this has been probably the most spiritual Easter I, I've had through throughout the years. You know, it, it, it really opened my eyes of what I think is should be important. And, you know, it allowed me to really get my mind right. And most of it is due to my workouts, um, which have been getting so tough. As you know, I started doing a little bit more now with my regimen, um, and and really upping the resistance in my bands. Um, I've seen some great results this week. As a lot of my back pain and a lot of my uh, knee pain has actually uh, went away, but what I often find is you know I I usually do uh, three days a week, uh, but I, I'm going to start trying to get to four days a week. Uh, hopefully next week, um, but you know I, I just been I've been grinding on my workouts. That's that's for damn sure. Like I worked out on my anniversary. I worked out on Easter. So like this week, I was just super proud of myself. Just getting into the grind, just doing what I had to get done and get it done and, and, and make the week as best as possible. You know, uh, but this week we are definitely getting back into the grind of things. And I'm so excited because uh, we'll be back recording another episode of The Blaze Talks, which will be recorded this weekend and 
we'll talk more about it next week, but we do have a reoccurring guest on the show for a second time. And I'm just anxious to get this talk done and, and get, get it going for you guys and just expect a great, great podcast. And if you have not heard of the Blaze Talks, make sure you take a trip back through the podcast catalog and listen to the 10 episodes that are posted. You know, this podcast has been taking a long journey now uh, and you guys keep supporting me. So I'm excited to see that. Um, and I'm excited to see where this is going to take us. I mean, your support goes a long way for this independent podcast. So I just want to remind you guys just to make sure to share the pod with someone close, a friend, a family member, or someone who hasn't heard of the Blade Pod, the Blaze podcast, but let them know you can depend on this podcast for new content every week. Like I said, your support goes a long way for this independent podcast. You know, and, and it's been going on for now. We're, we're on our fourth year. Uh, like I said, we're on episode 216. Haven't missed a Thursday yet. Um, today, I was feeling kind of iffy. Uh, just the weather change, you know. It's starting to get warm. Uh, then it's getting cold at night. Um, I feel like my allergies are just flaring up again. And it sucks when that happens because it honestly feels like I'm sick, but it's not sickness. I understand like I have to get through this just to uh, make it throughout the week. Uh, but like I just say, your support goes a long way. Just continuing to support, just continuing to be positive each and every week. And I just want to just irk you guys just to support everything local this week. We have a lot to talk about. So let's get into the podcast. And this week I was able to watch a ton of different movies and a lot of different shows. Uh, but I ended up starting a new Netflix original. It's called Beef, and it's an American comedy drama. Uh, it's a mini series created by Lee Sung Jin, and it's on Netflix. And this stars Stephen Ewan. Uh, he's from a lot of different uh, shows, but the one that I could I recognized him immediately from was The Walking Dead, and then also Ali Wong, which is a, a comedian, and she is from that movie uh, Always Be My Baby, which is also on Netflix, which I would highly recommend to, to check out. Uh, but these two um, characters, um, they get obsessed with each other after an incident of road rage, which starts to begin to consume their lives in a negative way. Um, and you can tell, like, in the immediate of that show, uh, you're going to get probably stuck on it because of the, the, the way that they uh, put this show together and, and how they uh, how they uh, make these uh, two people get into in some sort of entanglement. Um, and this was released on Netflix on April 6, 2023. And I think a lot of people right now have been kind of sleeping on this show. And I, I kind of did it for the first week, but I ended up taking a chance after I saw uh, the trailer and I could not get enough. But like I said, this genre is like a black comedy uh, drama, psychologically aspects to it, uh, and also a lot of thrill uh, throughout the whole show. So this show definitely makes you want to continue to watch. Which I could not, I could not get, get away from it. I mean, this whole week, I, I definitely wanted to finish it off and uh, talk about it on the podcast because it really talks about uh, real issues, 
you know, uh, especially when it comes to this road rage where you've seen people uh, get into it, you know, uh, start fighting outside the car or flip each other off or cuss each other out. But the way that these two uh, get involved is a, a, a crazy situation. They both have this sort of, I don't know what you call it. It has to be some depression, some kind of some kind of thing that that irks these these two people to continue to terrorize one another, and and it, it, it's a funny way they do it and the and the way they portray it. But in the same sense, it's very very real. Like you you can see how this could honestly end up happening, and how both lives have some sort of similarity. Uh, especially when it comes to family or friends uh, and, and the way that they treat them. And it's just a, an, an amazing show that I could not pass up talking about. And it's uh, actually created by Lee Sung Jin, which she is an incredible uh, director, writer. Uh, but another thing about this show that I really, really liked was the music. The music throughout the show really gets you into it, makes you uh, want to continue to pay more attention to the to the series, and also just the the uh, time length of each episode is a perfect length. I think they're about thirty to thirty nine minutes each, which makes it an easy watch. So make sure you guys check out this Netflix original. It's called Beef, and it's out right now. I mean, it's hilarious but also has a lot of different um, aspects to it that I think really hit home. Uh, right now, I think that Rotten Tomatoes has it at 100%. Uh, they rate it like an 8.5 out of 10. So the only thing I think really is is uh, a weird situation is that um, I'm not going to get into it. I want you guys to watch it. You guys have your own uh, your own um, critiques about it, and for me, I just enjoyed it throughout. Um, I, I I just wish that they had a little bit more to some of these characters, but to me, it, it lets you uh, unleash some of that depression that you may have because these guys are going through it. I mean, you can see, it, you can feel it. And I love the way that they ended up writing this uh, into perfection. I would have to say it was a great show. And it's also uh, based around a lot of Asian Americans, which, you know, don't really get this kind of platform. So I'm, I'm anxious for you guys to watch it. Make sure you check out Beef on Netflix and let me know what you think. And make sure to tune into the, pa the Blaze podcast for more shows and movie recommendations. And this week on the podcast, I'm going to talk about some new music. And this is what I like to do every week, give you guys what I've been listening to throughout the week. And this week, I want to talk about JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown's collaboration on the project called Scaring the Hoes. And this was actually released last week on all uh, platforms. I think the last week of uh, March it was actually released. So I really took my time with this one. I, I really wanted to uh, get it down, start listening to it. And uh, the studio album was uh, released, like I said, the last week of March uh, by AWOL Records. It was produced by JPEG Mafia. And it has a lot of different other guest appearances uh, by independent Maryland rapper Red Veil. But the album has been really teased throughout the year. 
but leading up to this release with this first single, Lean Beef Patty, um, I definitely wanted to really give you guys uh, something good this week. And in my opinion, I'm a huge uh, Danny Brown fan, which, you know, he, to me, is an experimental hip-hop artist. He definitely does a lot of different, you know, styles. Uh, but for me, I, I really like his style because it, it, he's from Detroit. He has a certain kind of sound. Um and he really made himself a little bit more famous, not only from his rap, but actually starting his own podcast. So I've been listening to that as well. Uh, but my favorite album from him, uh, I would have to say, would be Old, which is his third studio album from 2013. Uh, but that actually reached the, the billboard and had a lot of different songs on it, different types of songs. Uh, but this album right here, Really, really set the tone for me for the week. It was able to to get me something uh, I can listen to in my workouts while I'm chilling, and also just uh, passing time. I mean, when you got a good track listing like this one, you definitely want to step in and really uh, regurgitate what they what they're giving you. So this week, I really want to let you guys know uh, to check out this Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia collab. Um, it's only 14 songs long. I, I think it's only like 36 minutes, which I respect because each song is about two to three minutes long. Uh, nothing too too much to, to handle uh, for uh, a good playthrough. Uh, but my favorite songs off the project Scaring the Hose are Lean Beef Patty, Scaring the, the Hose, and Burf It. And this album, I mean, it's a little different. Like I said, you, you might have to... Uh, just play at your own uh, caution, but at the same time, I feel like Danny Brown really puts a great, great number uh, with uh, JPEG Mafia. They have a great collaboration going with this. I hope this is not the only volume that we're going to get. Hopefully, we're going to get more volumes to uh, Scaring the Hose, but make sure you guys check it out on all your streaming services. I know it's out on... Uh, Spotify right now, Apple Music, basically anywhere you get your music at. Uh, make sure you check out JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown, Scary the Hose, and let me know what you guys are listening to during the week. Now let's talk about some local events happening here in Fresno, California. We got Vintage Days welcoming back uh, at Fresno State. It's the 49th annual Vintage Days, and this is happening this weekend, and we're calling everybody out this weekend to come support this event it's going to be at a new location so there's a new home for the event the event will be held around the newly opened linda and stewart resnick student union uh, and it's going to be at fresno state from 10 a.m to 6 p.m on friday saturday um, april 14th and 15th and this year it's going to be like i said in that new location on campus uh, while other parts of campus are under construction at this time. Uh, but this is going to be a great day, great event, and great weather. Uh, the admission to Vintage Days is always free. And I think the parking is not enforced throughout the, all the parking lots at Fresno State. So make sure you guys um, park close if you can. And I think uh, visitors that are trying to park in the lots of Maple and Shaw Avenues 
uh, they're actually going to have a shuttle for attendees that are needing accommodation. So make sure you guys look out for that if you guys are going to the event. But this is a student-planned festival which attracts so many people. I mean, I love to attend uh, Vintage Days. It's a great way to support the local scene, uh, see what kind of food, what kind of games, uh, different beverages. And also, I love to see the live performances. Uh, but it's also a great way to really connect with a lot of these uh, different local uh, shops or local vendors um, to see what they're actually selling throughout this whole um, event. But the food trucks is what I'm excited for, which will include Country Fair uh, Cinnamon Rolls, Fury Hot Chicken, Texas Twister Drinks, A Taste of Paradise Hawaiian Shaved Ice, Old Time Kettle Corn, and Dutch Bros. And most of these proceeds from the Vintage Days um, benefit various student and campus organizations. So this is a great way to really give back to your community. And Vintage Days is an annual event planned by the students. And it's to celebrate the agriculture in the Central Valley. And it, it's been going on since 1975. So this weekend, the festivities will last three days long and will welcome over 30,000 people this year. So make sure you guys take advantage of the great weather this week, the admission free to this event, and also just being able to support the school, to support the local uh, vendors, and also the local uh, music scene. It's a great way to just be out and about and enjoy what is going on in our community. Um, there's going to be various diff different types of music. There's going to be a lot of different types of things going on at Vintage Days. So make sure you guys check it out. Make sure you guys take out the family. It's a free event, like I keep saying. The uh, parking is free, so make sure you get out there early. Uh, and the weather is just looking amazing this week. So make sure you guys check out Vintage Days at Fresno State. Like I said, it's in a new location. The event will be held around the newly opened Linda and Stuart Resnick Student Union at Fresno State. And it's going to be from 10 to 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday, April 14th and April 15th. So make sure you guys go support everything local this week. Like I said, Vintage Days is a great way to support that local scene. So make sure you guys check it out. And this week, I want to continue celebrating our local businesses as Tiago Sequoia Brewing Company opens its new location in downtown Merced. You know, Tiago Brewing Company is getting ready to open its newest location in the North Valley. And I couldn't be more happy for them to make an expansion. You know, it's great to see a great brewery like Tioga Sequoia get these new locations in a, a great location like Merced. Uh, but... It is said that uh, Tioga was so excited to open up this new location and really to revitalize the city specifically in their downtown core, which is a beautiful building. Uh, but the name of it is the Tioga. And the grand opening was last weekend, which was, it looked like a great celebration. Uh, but I cannot wait to go out to that new location. It's just one of several businesses right now that are thriving here in our valley. And I just want to continue to support, celebrate, and just let you guys know what's going on in, in our valley, you know. And, and, and I bet you uh, for those Merced, 
beer drinkers, they're so happy to have a brewery like Tioga open up a beautiful tap room like they did. And they're welcoming tourists from all over because Merced is one of those cities um, that's right there, right outside from, uh, you know, uh, Yosemite and whatnot. So it's a great goal, great growth. And uh, the perspective of having great beer in a, a small city like Merced is, is a great example for what a lot of these brewers should be doing. Um, and I think the city of Merced is happy in a whole because it's going to be revitalizing a lot of their um, infrastructure. They're going to have, you know, Tioga come in. Who knows what other um, breweries or, or bars or whatnot might come in just because Tioga took the chance. So you make this plan work out, you know, you start it, you, you come with the blueprints, but now you're right here and it's coming into fruition. I just want to congratulate Tioga for all the hard work that they've been putting in, uh, all the years that they've been putting in, not only to downtown's revitalization, but now into Merced's revitalization. I think it's a great, great job that they're doing, especially because they're creating hundreds of jobs. Um, and since, you know, businesses right now, um, have been kind of thriving after COVID. Uh, it's been nice to see one of ours here from Fresno, California, make it and, and, and get their second uh, tap room and make it a beautiful tap room and make it a, a, a local uh, gym. You know, I, I feel like when you're, when you're traveling up and down the 99, you kind of look for some good things to go and rest or, or, or eat. And this is going to be one of those spots that, that a lot of people are going to uh, check out. So make sure you guys check out uh, the Tioga in Merced uh, from Tioga Brewing Company. I mean, this is going to be a great, great addition to what they have already done for the beer culture here in the Valley. So I'm super excited. I can't wait to check out the new infrastructure and, you know, they're going to, I know they have an outdoor seating, they have indoor seating, uh, but this place is a huge tap room and it looks like it's going to embody a lot uh, for, for that Merced area. So it's going to, it's going to hold down the fort for a while. And I just can't wait uh, for a lot more of our local breweries take more chances like this. So congratulations to Tyga Sequoia for their new location in downtown Merced. But like I said, there's a lot going on this weekend, and I just want to talk about the Fresno State football block party, which is going to be April 15th, and Fresno State Athletics is excited for this type of event as they bring in the Red Wave back to Bulldog Block Party for an all-day athletic celebration, and that's going to be on Saturday, April 15th, and this is encouraging all Bulldog fans uh, to come out and spend the day with Fresno State Athletics while they're enjoying the great weather, some of the best tailgating, and live Bulldog football action. Uh, it's a block party you don't want to miss, and it's going to be on Bulldog Boulevard. Bulldog baseball uh, will be taking on their rival, um, and they'll also be having Fresno State Vintage Day, so there's a big day out there at Fresno State. Uh, for only $20, you can purchase an all-day tailgating ticket. And it's good for tail for one tailgate spot in the red uh, lot or the white lot. And on the east or west side of Valley Children's Stadium, uh, the $20 tailgate pass can be purchased there. Or I think also they'll be selling them at Vintage Days or 
at the baseball game uh, against San Diego State uh, in, in that afternoon. But fans are welcome to tailgate all day long, enjoy various entertainment. They're gonna, I think they're going to have food trucks. Like I said, they're going to have uh, vintage days out there. So it's going to be a big day out at Fresno State this weekend. You don't want to miss it. Like I said, there's going to be tailgating at the red and white lots. And those will open up around 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Or 9 a.m. to, or yeah, I think it says 9 a.m. Um, and each $20 tailgate pass is good for one parking stall. So make sure you guys come out, check out the, the football spring preview, which is going to be around 1 p.m. you get your first glimpse of the 2023 football team inside the Valley Children's Stadium. Um, and you'll also get their annual spring preview as head coach uh, Jeff Tedford and the 2022 Mountain West and L.A. Bowl champions wrap up their spring uh, training. The team will run through individual drills with a mix of live plays from scrimmage, uh, but the football spring preview is free to attend, but you have to be paying for the tailgating uh, spot. So make sure you guys check it out. Like I said, there's also going to be vintage days out there. So a lot to do this weekend, especially with the weather looking as beautiful as it is here in sunny Fresno. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on your events around town. Now let's talk about some local sports. And this week I just want to talk about our Fresno State Diamond Dogs as their record holds at 15 and 16 and 7 and 7 uh, in the Mountain West. I mean, our dogs have been uh, trying to put together a great, great um, season so far. Um, but last week they ended up playing Air Force on the road for a three-game series, uh, which they didn't have a great week at all. Uh, they ended up losing all three games. The first game, five to ten. The second game, four to thirteen, and then the third game, three to four. Then they came back to uh, Fresno for their home game against Long Beach State during the week, and they ended up losing that week. 7-10, to 10. so the Dogs have been on a major slump right now as they drop down in the Mountain West uh, standings, but this week they will be facing off against Mountain West rival San Diego State for a three-game home series starting April 14th through April 16th, and then they'll be coming back home uh, next week, or no, 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 they'll be on the road next week on April 18th, that's going to be Tuesday, April 18th. And they'll be going to Stockton to face off against Pacific. So make sure you guys check out, you know, your Diamond Dogs this week, especially uh, the San Diego State series as Vintage Days, the Fresno State Block Party. Uh, there's a lot to do right around there in the Fresno State area. So make sure you guys support your Fresno State Bulldogs as they try to get back into those uh, the top spot in the Mountain Winds Conference. And make sure you guys support your Diamond Dogs throughout the rest of the season. Now let's talk about our fellow State softball team, who's fourth in the Mountain West standings. Uh, they have an overall record of a 16-23 and and a 5-6 and Mountain West record. Last week, the Dogs had a two-game series against San Jose State. Uh, they lost their first game 3-5 to in nine innings, and then their second game, they lost 1-2. to But this week, the Dogs are looking to make a, a bounce back on the road as they face off against Utah State on Saturday, April 15th. 
and then also on Sunday, April 16th. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno State baseball and your Fresno State softball teams. Now let's talk about our Valley Football Club as they had their la- their last game on the road uh, until their home game this week, but they ended up winning 3-0 to against Acariano Sport. Uh, they won 3-0. They ended up scoring in the 63-minute by Rangel, the 67-minute by Tovar in a penalty kick, and then 89-minute with uh, Villalobos. And this is another great win as they're up another three points and they secured another road win. So the next game is going to be their home opener, which I hope a lot of us are going to be going out. It's going to be on April 15th at Keith Memorial Park. And it's going to be Valley FC versus East County Revolution. And I think right now they have $5 tickets with free parking, home opener blackout game, which... Their jerseys right now are freaking sick, dude. So if you have not seen them, make sure you guys go check out the pre-sale on those 2023 Valley FC jerseys. They're all black with gold writing, and it looks pretty pretty enticing to, to pick one up. I, I just don't think they'll have my size. I, I'm a bigger size, but they will be having their home over to this weekend, which everybody should go out and support our local soccer uh, team. Uh, as they try to make it into uh, a great, great uh, team. And I I just hope that they continue to win. Hopefully at their uh, home opener on Saturday, uh, we can get a lot of people to go out. It's going to be at 7 p.m. And I think they'll be having a lot of giveaways. I think they're having a, a three lucky fans get the opportunity to win a free shirt or choice. So make sure you guys check out their Instagram right now as they're uh, starting to promote more for their home opener uh, this week. So make sure you guys check out Valley FC um, at Keith Ties Memorial Park. And that will be April 15th at 7 p.m. And make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Valley FC. Now let's talk about our other professional team, our Central Valley Fuego, who has a record of 1-1-1. One, one, and, one, and they remain 8th in the USL 1 standings. Last week, they ended up losing 0-2. On a home win, uh, they just couldn't really get the shots on target. And as Union Omaha ended up scoring in the 45th and the 88th minute of their matchup. And then yesterday, they ended up tying 1-1 against 1 Knoxville, which uh, we scored in the 60th minute in the penalty to tie uh, tie up the game. Uh, we will be playing this week against Greenville Triumph on Wednesday, April 19th. And that will be on on the road. So make sure you guys try to support your Central Valley Fuego as uh, they continue their season. And make sure you guys uh, tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Central Valley Fuego. Now let's talk about our Fresno Grizzlies as they started off last week against San Jose Giants on a road series, a three-game road series. They ended up starting on Thursday, April 6th, so they got their first win, 5-3. On Friday, they got their second win, 9-5. And then on Saturday, they got their first win uh, loss, 4-5. And then this week, they ended up coming back home to take on the Stockton Ports, which they'll be playing them throughout the weekend. Uh, but they started off with the loss, 4-5. to five. 
And then yesterday, they ended up winning 14-2. to um, But they'll be having Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, games at the Chuck. So there's going to be a lot of different events. Um, tonight, I just want to talk to you about Tyga Thursdays. It's Don't Miss Tyga Thursdays. Grab two 19.2-ounce beers for only 10 bucks, And that's every Thursday home game. And it's presented by Tioga Sequoia. And also, I think they'll be having uh, My Guy Market Night as well, where you can support My Guy as well as the Grizzlies. Um, and then on Friday, uh, April 14th, they'll have Country Night, which which is uh, every job in the Valley, basically, is their job uh, depends on ag. And then they'll have their Friday night uh, fireworks. And then on Saturday, they'll have their Valley Tribute jersey giveaway for the first 1,500 fans. And then also special appearances from the Superstars. And then on Sunday, it's Bark in the Park with a a special appearance from Birdzerk. And then also Save Mart Sundays, which if you are a Save Mart customer, bring your Save Mart receipt or show the Save Mart app at the ticket office to get $5 off each ticket. And that's up to eight tickets. Uh, but kids will also have the opportunity to run the bases post-game and even receive a free ice cream after running. So that's going to be presented by Save Mart Supermarkets. But then next week, we're back on the road against the Rancho Cucamonga Rancho, Rancho Cucamonga Quakes, and that will be a six-game series throughout the week. And then next week, the week after that, they'll be coming home against the San Jose Giants. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno Grizzlies. But now let's talk about the NBA. And right now, the playoffs are heating up, but let's first talk about who did not make the playoffs, which was a big, big, big snub right here. Luka Donacic and the Magic did not make the NBA playoffs. Um, they were expected to, especially after acquiring Kyrie Irving in a mid-season trade. But from the looks of it, I feel like they were a mess ever since they they got him um, in a trade. But to me, Donacic is one of the best still in the league, one of the best point guards, one of the best players. Um, I feel like... Sometimes when you get great players, it takes a while for them to to really get a cohesive uh, cohesive chemistry. And I feel like, you know, you got two guards like Donacic and Kyrie, which both demand the ball, which both carry the ball on strings. Uh, they're able to dribble. They're able to shoot. They're able to drive. They're both able to do the same things. So it's hard to really get a game plan behind that. Uh, but Donacic is under contract through 2026 through 2027, and he will be earning $40 million the next two seasons, and we'll see over $2 million more each year that follows. So this is a big time for the Mavs as they did not make that play-in game or the playoffs at all. So this is a hard going to be a hard summer for uh, Mark Cuban and the Mavs as they try to keep Donacic, as they'll try to keep Kyrie Irving and also build their team to an NBA championship team. And if anybody could do it, I think it could be Mark Cuban. So I just feel like this was a huge snub out of the playoffs. And I feel like one of the best players is not actually in the playoffs and it's hurting the league. So hopefully 
they could uh, come back, get, get get it back together, maybe start a pick and roll um, offense that will that will uh, be able to to accommodate both players, and also grab some uh, big names in in the in the offseason. So make sure you to keep an eye on the Dallas Mavericks as uh, they try to acquire. Uh, Kyrie Irving back, and then also try to keep Donatich happy. So it's going to be a great offseason for the Dallas Mavericks. Now let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers after they survive a wild finish versus the Timberwolves to secure the seventh seed in the NBA playoffs. The Lakers stormed back from a 15-point deficit to outlast the Timberwolves in an overtime win to give the number one se- to n- number seven seed in the Western Conference to the Lakers, and this was a great, great win from from the Lakers. Um, even though they could have won in not in extra time, but just in regular time, um, but they ended up fouling at the end. Uh, AD fouled Mike Conley at the three point line, which Mike Conley ended up making three straight uh, free throws to make the game go to overtime. But this was a hard fought game. As Anthony Davis, LeBron had a great showing, uh, but this wasn't only about them. This was about Dennis Schroeder. This was about Austin Reeves and the rest of the team as well because they've been putting their all in this season and especially the last part of the season since Russell Westbrook got traded. The Lakers have been playing like a top team in the NBA and they ended up making a clutch, clutch win against the Minnesota Timberwolves in their play-in game. Um, which now the Lakers have that number seven seed and will face off against the number two seed, the Grizzlies, during the playoffs. So this is going to be a tough matchup for the Lakers, as a lot of people are saying that the Lakers do have a chance to make it to the finals, and they're they're actually a team that people are depending on to get to the finals. So it's going to be interesting to see how far these Lakers get. They've been having great success so far, and I hope that they continue to to really dominate, especially as uh, the playoffs uh, fall into place. So make sure you guys tune in um, for more on the Lakers. Now let's talk about the Warriors. And the Warriors will be matching up against the Kings to start off the, the first round of the playoffs. And this is going to be a great first round as the Golden State Warriors made the postseason after winning the NBA championship last year. And it's going to all begin this weekend for the Warriors as they're taking on the Sacramento Kings, the number one team or the number one offense in the league. And it's not going to be an easy feat. I think it's going to take both Clay Thompson and Curry to get up into the 30 point range to try to beat this uh, Kings team. But you know, uh, if anybody could do it, I believe it is the Warriors. As you know, in the beginning of the season, they had a slow start, and coming into the end of the season, they kind of still had a, a stagnant ending. But uh, they ended up playing against the Pelicans the last game of the season, and they ended up scoring, I think it was 53 points in one quarter. So to me, if the Warriors are scoring at that rate, it's going to be hard to beat this Warriors team. And I believe. You know, with the with the uh, play that that you get from the uh, from the rest of the role players, I feel like they could be in a position to get to the semifinals or even the finals. I mean, it's going to be a long road for the Warriors, but I feel like they have the firepower to get 
to the NBA Finals. So they'll be taking on um, the the Kings in a great playoff matchup, and it's going to be a great one to, to check out. So make sure you guys tune in next week for more on the Warriors. Now let's talk about the Clippers. As the Clippers have a big matchup against the Phoenix Suns this week and for the first round of the, of the playoffs. And I think the Clippers are actually a sizable um, contender this year. They, they, they are a favorite that I think in all these matchups against all the Western Conference teams, they could really stack up to any team in the Western Conference. And I mean, it's been because of uh, Paul George. It's been because of... Kawhi Leonard, but also the play from uh, Russell Westbrook, which who would have known that he would have got traded to the Clippers and, and would be having a turnaround season, especially after the season he had with the Lakers. It's going to be a great series to see the Suns versus the Clippers, and it's going to get ugly, I think. So this is going to be a great first-round matchup, Suns-Clippers. As the Clippers try to make their way to the to the uh, championship, which they've never done before, so it's going to be a great matchup between the Suns and the Clippers, which I will think that the Clippers will take this matchup. Now let's talk about the best team in California, as the Kings' postseason drought ends. Sacramento is now ready to get back into the playoffs, and this is going to be their first time since two thousand six, which is too long in my in my eyes, you know, and if you would have told me last year that the Kings would have been one of the top teams in the West, I would have laughed at you. And this is a great, great thing because the Kings have been plagued with bad teams. But now seeing how this team has been put together and being coached by Mike Brown, who is probably the coach of the year, I think I think that the, the Kings have a good chance of uh, getting their first round win, but it is going to be coming from the expense of the Warriors, which I don't think they're going to come down too easy on them. So I just hope to see a great series between the Sacramento Kings and the Warriors and against all these Western teams. I mean, it's going to be a great, great playoffs. They're still playing games to be decided, so we don't know exactly all the teams that are be that will be playing in the playoffs. So make sure you guys tune in next week for more on the NBA playoffs. Like I said, there's still playing tournament still going on. So we're gonna have OKC uh, for versus the Timberwolves for the eighth spot, which would be going against the Nuggets. And then in the East, we got the Bulls versus the Hawks, which will be going against the Bucks. So. We still got to find out who's going to get into the playoffs, uh, but you can tune in next week and we can talk about it as the playoffs will be starting this weekend, Saturday, April 15th. So make sure you tune in next week for more on your NBA. Now let's talk about the NL West as the Diamondbacks take the number one spot against the Dodgers or, or over the Dodgers as they have an eight and five record. Uh, Dodgers right now are seven and six. Padres in third place, seven and six. Giants in Fourth place at five and seven, and Rockies five and eight. But let's talk about the Dodgers this week as they had some big games. They faced off against the Diamondbacks in in the beginning of last weekend. Uh, they lost their first. They they won their first game five to two. Lost their second game three to six. Lost their third game twelve to eight, and then lost their fourth game eleven to six. 
Then the Dodgers played the Giants for a three-game series. Um, the Dodgers ended up winning the first game on Monday, 9-1, to lost 0-5 to on Tuesday, and then they ended up winning 10-5 to uh, yesterday. And the Padres ended up taking on the Braves, which they ended up losing their first game 6-7. to They ended up winning their second game 5-4, to and then their third game 4-1, to and then winning at a high, a high margin on Sunday 10-2 to against the Braves. And then they played the Mets over the week. Um, they went zero and five of the first game, and they lost four to two the second game, and then two to five the third game. Uh, they'll be playing the Brewers this week, and also the Braves and the Giants. They ended up taking on the Royals um, last week. They started off with their first game on the, on the losing end, uh, three to one, and then they lost six to five their second game on Saturday. Their third game, they ended up losing one to three, and then they ended up going to the Dodgers, uh, losing nine to one, beating the Dodgers zero to five, and then losing to the Dodgers yesterday ten to five. But the Giants will be ended up playing the Tigers this week, and also the Marlins on the road. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on the MLB. Now let's talk about the NFL, and right now Dan Snyder agrees to sell the Washington Commanders for $6 billion. You know, the NFL team is now on track to be sold as a group led by Josh Harris for a record figure after investigations of racism, sexual harassment, and also the team's finances. So this is going to be a big, big topic for until the until someone buys it out. Um, I'm not too sure who's going to end up buying Snyder's team from him, uh, but with a $6 million figure, it's going to be someone that has a big financial group. Um, I know a lot of, uh, a lot of owners were looking, you know, to, to really sell at, at a time, but right now this is the time to, to, to sell because the NFL is at its highest, highest, um, level. I feel like they're, they're, the number one sport in America, definitely. And I, I just think with uh, with building a team like the Washington Redskins, but now Washington Commanders, um, it's a great way for another investment group to come in and take over this team. I mean, the, the, the Washington Commanders haven't been able to really make any success throughout the, the tenure of uh, – Snyder being uh, ahead of the group, but seeing that they want to sell, I wonder who's going to be um, there to buy. I, I know uh, there's going to be someone that's going to be there uh, waiting to to pay this price, but you definitely have to be a billionaire to be, to be to be any part of this group. Uh, but the owners will, you know, they'll, they'll make a meeting for next week and they'll be talking about this. Uh, but last June, I know the Walton family, the founders of Walmart, bought the Denver Broncos for $4.65 billion, And that's about twice as much as the previous record high of the NFL team. So it's going to be crazy to see who's going to be in the running for this, for this uh, team. But while Snyder has been in scandals and legal challenges, I think there's a lot of pressure on him to sell. So it's going to be a crazy situation to see what's going to happen, but we're going to have to wait and see and, and see uh, what really comes from uh, this 
this uh, sale and also the the accusations that Snyder's under right now with sexual harassment of female employees. And also, um, I think they're in investigation for emails with uh, other owners throughout the league. So it's going to be a big price to be paid. But at the same time, you're going to get a historic franchise for $6 billion. So make sure you guys tune in to hear more about the uh, the selling of the Washington Commanders. And now I want to talk about one of my favorite draft uh, quarterbacks. One of the best quarterbacks in the draft, in my opinion, is Jake Hayner. And he's definitely an NFL draft prospect, but he was at the Niners Pro Day this past week. And a lot of people were talking about him being the next Brock Purdy, which in my eyes, they have nothing in comparison. You know, Hayner measures at five foot eleven, uh, and is not ideal as a draft candidate, but I feel like the NFL has different opinions about him. I feel like when you when you square him up against other quarterbacks, like especially Bryce Young from Alabama, who is supposed to be the number one overall pick, you know, he's a one inch taller than that guy. So he doesn't really have the size, but in this draft class, he does have the height that might put him ahead of the pack, you know? Um, but this is not going to be an easy road for him. I think a lot of people are really putting him in the likes of Brock Purdy, which I feel like is not a great comparison because of their skill sets. They're, they're just different. Um, for me, Jake Hayner is a great quarterback, has a nice arm, could, could uh, throw on the run, and he also makes really great plays. Uh, Purdy's not – I don't think he's as great on the on the run, but he does put together some great plays as well. But it's going to be crazy to see where Jake Hader is going to be spotted. Um, a lot of people have him, you know, not even getting drafted. Uh, but I feel like anybody can use a, a, a quarterback like Jake Hader Maybe even the Saints, maybe the Falcons, maybe the the Dolphins. There's a bunch of teams that we could that could end up drafting a quarterback in the draft and could use a great asset like Hayner. Um, so make sure you tune into the Blaze Podcast to see where Jake Hayner ends up this uh, next season in the NFL draft. And this week, I just want to thank you for pushing play to another blazing podcast. You know, you guys are awesome. You guys have been showing me so much support as of late. I just want to continue to give you guys content every week. I want to keep giving you guys my all. I just want to keep you guys uh, hungry for more, hungry for more content. And make sure you guys are ready for the new uh, Blaze podcast installment. I mean... We're going to have that Blaze Talks coming soon. So make sure you guys are tuning in each and every week to hear more about it. Um, I just want to continue to support everything local. Uh, make sure you support your local businesses. Make sure you support your local artists. And make sure you support your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Oveda signing off episode 216.